James, why are you saying that? Shut up. Didn't I tell you to whisper? James, why, why are we whispering, James? Because they're out there. They're going to hear us. All right, they're right outside. Who's, who's right outside, James? The rioting Mexicans, okay? The rioting Mexicans, James. Why are they rioting? Because of something about the World Cup, okay? They're rioting outside because of the World Cup. They're, they're outside, James. No, they're in Los Angeles, but, but they're, they're, they're going to get here because they're rioting, okay? They're rioting because of the World Cup. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're, they're rioting, James. They're rioting. No one is safe. <laughs> oh, get out of here, everybody. How you doing? This is the Danger Hour. I'm your fancy boy host, James Danger. It's nice to see you. It's nice to be seen, James. Not you. But they can't see you, James. It's an audio radio show. Ugh. Record timing. I want to punch you right in the fucking face. Oh, James, you don't mean that. I do. Will I do it? No. Because I don't believe in harming women. Oh, James, what are you implying? Nothing. People are making a big stink out of the writing. Oh, my God. The writing. Everybody, the writing. Oh, the Mexicans have gone wild. <laughs> Fucking A. Peterson, Peterson, Peterson. This dude. Who's Peterson, James, for the listeners? Peterson is the host and creator of The Netophiles and Base Extraordinaire. This guy loves, he loves to make a big deal out of nothing. How do you mean, James? He's posting all this shit on the, in the interwebs about the riots. The news is calling it riots. <laughs> ah, I'm going to tell you all what I told him in my violent internet voice. Do not watch the news. It is lies. They use fear tactics to get you scared into watching. To get ratings. After all, it is a business. And after all, they really want you to watch. So yeah, a few people get arrested. And it's a riot, everybody. Riots on the streets. <laughs> I predict a riot. I predict a riot. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. Just do what I do. Just don't watch, okay? Live your life in ignorance and bliss. All right, forget about the outside world. All they're doing is spinning shit to brainwash you into whatever they want you to believe. And uh, picking out all the bad stuff. No one talks about good stuff. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Okay, that's all I'm saying. I, I give a shit, James. No, you don't. I'm going to fight for change, James. I'm going to make a difference in this world. <laughs> I've heard that before from someone on this show. <clears throat> and uh, I still think they're getting stoned and uh, not really doing much. <laughs> but uh, you, oh, you fight that good fight. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. In the utopia of happiness that you've created for all of us. All right, enough. James, can I distract your ugly mood and get you in a good mood with great news? Uh -huh. So you're telling me this great news you have is going to turn my mood around? I'm interested. I'd like to hear it. Okay, James. Do you know what today is? I have an idea. 
I don't think you do, James. Okay, surprise me. Today is officially half Christmas, James. Merry half Christmas. Oh, no. If Flag Day wasn't bad enough, you have to pull out half Christmas. Merry half Christmas, James. It's a festivity. Festive mood. Oh, man. I, I hate all of you. Every one of you that condone this supposed holiday. Fuck that. I will not get on board. Call me the half Grinch. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. But I think that's bullshit. Okay, don't try to make a new fucking dumbass holiday like that. Do something cool. I'll give you May the 4th. All right, May the 4th be with you. I'll give you that one. That's nerdy and cool. I'll give that one to you. Uh, what else is there recently? Come on. There's other stuff they're trying to do. Uh, you know, I don't remember. Okay. What do you want from me? Uh, but but I'm, I'm, I'm going to draw a line at, at happy or merry half Christmas. Fuck. All right. Oh. Ah. Denied. <laughs> All the people behind that movement. Should be shot immediately. That's all I'm going to say. We don't need that in this world. Okay, we don't, we don't need to spread half joy and half merriness, merriment, whatever you call it. We don't need that. We don't need you. James, I find your attitude very infectious. And I don't like being in the negative world, James. That is something that needs to stop. And that is why half Merry Christmas is coming into place, James. It's trying to turn people like you into positive Happy Outlookers, James. Oh, no. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Here's your present, James. Merry half Christmas. No, I don't want the, I don't want the present. Just open it, James. You might like it. <sighs> Fine. Let me open your fucking gay present. It's, it's an empty box. It matches the emptiness inside of you, James. <laughs> All right. I like it. Good for you, you little cunt. What was that, James? Nothing. Let's move on. Guess what else today is? I bet you don't know. Oh, I know, James. I know damn well what it is. <laughs> All right, then let's hear it. Each year, I never forget George Michael's birthday, James. <laughs> of course you wouldn't forget. James! What are you implying? Nothing. Except that you're gay. What was that, James? What was that? No, I, I, I meant it like, uh, like in the happy way. Just like the same feelings as you that you get for uh, Merry Half Christmas. That same festivities type deal. Oh, okay, James. I'll allow that. Yeah, when it comes to gay, you allow everything. What was that, James? Nothing. Nothing. James, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. Today is George Michael's birthday. You are right. He is 52 years old. And to commemorate this great man's birthday, today, June 25th, a date which will live in infamy. <laughs> From this day forth, every June 25th, you will go into a public park bathroom and meet a new friend. That is a holiday I will get behind. Literally. Hey-oh! And take it away, Georgie! Freedom! Let's
I'm telling you, the new holiday, backed by the Danger Hour, is June 25th. From now on, every year, it's George Michael Day. You walk out to your local park, find that bathroom, and you meet yourself a new friend. You have the freedom to do so. Ah! <laughs> Speaking of gays, uh, oh, James, why are you singling out a person and calling them names, putting an ugly label on it? I don't approve. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you so passionate about this? No reason, James. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason. James, what are you implying? Nothing. All right, so uh, throughout my travels, I'm going to say, and I'm talking about my my daily life expeditions, uh, I've seen, I've just noticed a lot of gays all over the place, okay? And I'm talking about dykey chicks and uh, feminine type dudes. And you know, not even the flamboyant types, but you can definitely tell with a little kick in their step, okay? If you see a guy walking, they've got a little bit of flair in there. It's very subtle, but you can pick them out. I, I like to think that my gaydar is in top-notch condition. James, how are you so perceptive about that? Uh, no comment. <laughs> That's hard to believe, James. Okay. Hard. All right. Uh, yeah. So, I just see I see many gays throughout my my days, and it just got me thinking. It seems like there's more gays than ever, and uh, what is the reason for that? Have there always been? Like this ratio of gays to uh, non-gays, and because we weren't open about it, you didn't notice it? Or is it because of the growing population using the transitive property? If there's more people, will there be more gays? Is that the transitive property? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Or let's, let's go, uh, let's do some more alternative ideas. Maybe it's because of society's present attitude towards the gays. Hmm. Is it because it's cool to be gay now? There are people, straight people, going, entering the gay world and just snooping around a bit, <laughs> seeing what's out there. It's possible. Or let me go even further. And I, this is my favorite one, by the way. <laughs> it's a little out there, but hear me out. Is it nature reacting to the world's severe over, overpopulation? Is nature creating more gays to kind of create a balance? There's just too many fucking people. All right? Some of the nature is like, this won't do. Let me make a lot of people that can't reproduce or that won't reproduce. And that's the way. Huh. As uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm once said, life uh, finds a way. So, is that the case? <laughs> In this case, does life not find a way? Does life go the opposite of finding a way? They find a way not to have life because there's just too much of the fucking life around? Interesting, to say the least. So, uh, you might discredit me, but I'm telling you my scientific backgrounds, as thorough and vast as it is, this is not factual information. This is just a hypothesis. And I will need, I'll need some funding uh, to carry out my research and to perform my experiments. So please, if you'd like to send me money to do further research and investigating upon this matter, contact me at thedangerhour.yahoo.com. I will gladly take your money and use it to research the gay nightlife. That's all I'm going to say. James, 
I want to be a part of the study. <laughs> Why? I just, I, I believe in education and, 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 and seeking out the truth. And I... Yeah. All right. We all know the methods behind your madness. James, what are you implying? Nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying it's science. All right, people. It's science. If you look around, it's clearly nature's way of balancing out life. Now, all I need is your money to prove it. Okay? I'll be waiting. <laughs> okay, now that we've offended the gays, let's move on to offending the Chinese. James, why do you have to offend anybody? Because it's fun. Okay? Right? James, why's your voice get so high? I don't know. So, the Chinese... Let me first start by praising them before I shit all over them. <laughs> have you heard of the Chinese gender calendar? Uh, yes, James, I have. And what does it mean to you? Uh, I think it means that, that you go on that calendar and you try to see well, well, if you're going to have a baby or not how to have a baby. No, no, no. Close, but you're not correct. It's to find out whether... Based on, uh, hold on, I can do it. I can do it. Based on conception time in the, in the uh, month, it will determine whether you're going to have a boy or a girl based on some other factors, like the mother's uh, age and, yeah, when you conceive, something like that. <laughs> it's science. So uh, yeah, this, this is not my field of expertise. So if I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about, it's because I don't I don't deal with the reproductive aspect of science. I'm mostly in the in the in the gay and transgender aspects of the science world. So <laughs> So yeah. I got to tell you man, the fucking Chinese gender calendar works. All right? And and not only because it worked with me and my kids and we actually had my son planned around the gender calendar, okay? We conceived by the calendar and it fucking worked. All right. Now it has like a 90 something percent success rate. So it's not 100% foolproof. But I'm telling you, out of mostly all the people that we've, uh, you know, tried it out, it fucking checks out. It works. I've already, uh, I've told Lito to not play around, okay? Check it out and plan accordingly. If he wants his boy, which he does, you got you to trust the Chinese with this one. But uh, further proof, I recently had three friends have babies in the same month, okay? One is Fail from the Danger Hour. He was on the, like a, shit, a handful of shows ago, 10 shows ago, talking about having the baby. And uh, he had a little girl. Bobbert, uh, he's, you know, he, he's been on, but a long time ago. He had a little girl. And Nelly Boy. And actually Josie, who've both been on the show. Wow, all Danger alumni reproducing. I like to think I have something to do with it, but I probably didn't. And they had a little girl also. Three little girls in the same month. What are the odds of that? James, it just could be a big coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. No, sir. Like a great detective. I don't believe in coincidences. Did you just watch The Dark Knight Rises, James? Yes, I did. You called me out. Bravo. <laughs> so, my point is, the Chinese, they got it right. Okay? And they should know. There's like a billion of them, and they have plenty of experience in making babies. On that note, let me tell you something weird. 
about these Chinese, okay? I talked to you about my Chinese machine that I have in my kitchen. Are you referring to your water machine, James? Yep, my Chinese water machine. Revolutionary. I love it. But this is not the Chinese machine I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this creepy automatic sperm extractor Chinese machine. James, I don't even want to know what that is. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. It, you can probably already guessed it. It's a, a machine. Let me read you the little uh, description here. A Chinese hospital in Nanjing, capital of Jiangsu province, has introduced a new machine that makes sperm donation even easier. An automatic sperm extractor. The effortless machine features a massage pipe that can be adjusted to suit the height of the user. All the gentleman has to do is plug in the frequency, amplitude, and temperature, and off they go. It's also fitted with a small screen for those feeling uninspired. According to the director of the urology department of the hospital, the machine is designed to help individuals that are finding it difficult to retrieve sperm the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Did you get all that? Let me break it down for you, for you dummies. So there's a little tube that comes out, and I'm not kidding you. It's a little plastic uh, or like rubbery vagina, and it and it it just goes out and in, out and in, you know, at the speed you desire, I guess. And you just it, it you're it's for fucking you're so. I can't even find the words. I'm so excited. You just stand there. You don't even have to thrust at all or do anything. You stand there. The machine does all the work. It goes in and out, in and out. And uh, it, it pretty much jerks you off and you jizz into the machine and it collects all your jizz. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> oh boy, it is so creepy, this thing. Yeah, and you heard it. And if you, if you uh, are a little bit uh, ner nervous or shy, you can put on some porn. The machine has a porn screen on it. Man, it sounds like a lot of fun. I got to try it. But... How do they clean it is my question. I don't know. Do they have uh, like uh, refillable vagina lips? <laughs> can, you pick your, uh, can you pick a black chick if you want? Are they like a purple color? Oh, James, that's offensive. Well, I've already offended the Chinese and the gays. I can't leave out the blacks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. But uh, don't you think that why do Chinese need to donate sperm in the first place? There's, there's, there's a billion of them in the world. They make up 20% of the fucking world's population. Do we need Chinese to be donating sperm? Do we need that? The answer is quite simple. No. No, we don't. And with my funding, if you send me a check uh, at the danger hour, oh, wait, wait, hold on. TheDangerHourYahoo.com. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you the details on how to send me money. I will further broaden my studies and try to stop the Chinese from donating sperm. And I will get those machines in the U.S. Okay, we need the U.S. to make more babies. Because, uh, you know, we're just not going to make it. Okay, safety in numbers. And right now, they're by far outnumbering us. And what are we going to do? Huh? James, I fear if the U.S. makes more babies, it's just going to be more obese, fast food eating, reality TV star watching assholes, James. That's all. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. All right, forget that idea. All right, you know, let's just surrender. The Chinese are going to win anyway. 
There's no use. Which brings me to my next topic here. Well, next uh, point I want to make about the Chinese. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is going to be a very conspiracy theory type bullshit, okay? I'm okay with that, James. All right. I don't care what you care for, okay? What part of you does? All right, fine. So I, I mentioned before on the show a couple times how in my area, um, in my local Target, there's <laughs> across the street, there's something I refer to as the Asian baby compound. All right? Now, as racist as that sounds, I'm telling you it's fucking true. Around this area, you see walking around in the streets in groups of like five or six pregnant women all the time, okay? Now, it's one thing if you've seen them a couple times, all right? It's one thing if you've seen them, you know, once every 10 trips, once every five trips to the store, whatever that may be. But every time you drive by that area, every time, okay, groups of pregnant women, come on. Come on. This huge apartment complex area is called the, the Asian baby compound for a reason. I know what's going on. I know the truth. I know it. <laughs> this is one of my like conspiracy theories I had, okay? And uh, I've said it before. I'll tell you again. I think... They're sending Chinese people over here to have babies, get the American clearance, you know, uh, the citizenship, so they'll be able to have dual citizenship, whatever, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So recently, I don't know who I was talking to, I forget, forgive me, but they told me that they found information about this, that I don't know where they found it, okay, this could be all a bunch of bullshit, but it got me excited. <laughs> They said they, they heard someone talking about, or they saw something, I, I don't know, that China is paying people from China, like Chinese people, to come over here to specific cities living here and, and uh, having babies, okay? Now, that got, me, that got me going a little wild with my theory. It's like, all right, now wait a second. If, uh, if it's one thing, if Chinese people are just coming here to get to have kids so that they have some kind of right to be here, that's one thing. The next thing, to, to step it up a level, is if the Chinese government is sending them here to do that. Now, I've also said on the show that in my, my job that I have, I'm going to a bunch of different cities. Now, what I've seen is a huge Asian population in a bunch of cities. Like, they're just taking it all over. Now, this leads to my theory. Hear me out. I know it's not like a fucking quack job here. <laughs> but what if China has strategically, secretly, over the span of, let's say, 50 years, been sending people over here, strategically, by the way, in different areas, to just populate those areas, slowly take over, and planning their attack. All right? It might sound crazy. But I like crazy because it's interesting. <laughs> so what if for 50 years now, they've been doing it, and 20 more years from now is when they're going to just unleash hell, okay? Let's say they went, hey, let's, uh, we have a 70-year plan. We will infiltrate the United States. We will have everybody live there, take over the areas, buy up real estate, 
And then when we give the, the command, the signal, they take over the country with gun, fun, gun and force because we have the numbers and they cannot compete with us. Think about that. Make a good movie, at least. <laughs> I don't think it's so uh, far-fetched. Yeah, it might be. But it might not be. Oh, James. I'm scared now. I'm scared of the Chinese people. And you damn well should be. No, not really. Well, let's uh, give in to our new overlords. We should probably make friends with them now. So, Chinese people, I'm sorry for all the bad things I said. We love you. I like your food a lot. Um, I like your uh, your water machine, your Chinese water machine that I have in my kitchen. So, right there, I'm promoting you. So, go easy on me. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, boy. Get a load of this one. So, I have... Uh, my parents asked me... Uh, let's see, like a month ago. Could you babysit two of our dogs... Because we want to get some cement poured in the backyard and we don't want them to be a problem. So I said, all right. One of the dogs happens to be sort of my dog. <laughs> I had him. Uh, I lived with my, I moved in with my parents for a while, moved back out. He came with me. He was used to being in that huge yard they have with the other dogs. And so when I brought him by himself, he freaked out. And was all sad. And when and the neighbor, the neighbor Nazi, came over one day and said, "You know, when you guys are gone, your dog will bark for hours." That's a horrible German accent, but you know, forgive me. And uh, he goes, "You know, he, I, he's very sad. He barks for hours when you guys are gone." And I'm like, "Fuck," you know. He, he wasn't complaining, but I think he was politely complaining. And you know, you don't want to piss off the the Nazi neighbors, so. Immediately, I put an end to that. No, I just felt bad for the dude. You know, I don't want. I wouldn't want that. Some fucking dog barking for hours and hours. So I told my my uh, my parents, like, hey, you know what? He's uh, not used to it being here. Would you take him back? And they did happily because he's a great fucking dog. His name's Emo. He's awesome. He's probably the coolest dog ever. Get a little of this. He's German Shepherd, Akita, and Pitbull. That's what he is. He kind of looks like uh like a like a yellow lab but with a pit mix face. <laughs> but he's cool as fuck, dude. Nicest, sweetest dog ever. All right, loves everybody. Doesn't doesn't hate animals. Great fucking dog. So I was happy to have him come in here. Now, after all that, I've been uh, taking him for walks and shit and you know, he's still here a month later because some shit happened with the uh with the whole construction thing going on. So it's been an ex an extended uh, vacation for him. So anyway, I, I've been taking him out walking once in a while, me and the kids and stuff. And well, uh, I like going out at night and there's a park nearby. So the other night we take him for a walk. It was him and it's his little fucking Chihuahua. <laughs> Bella, the Chihuahua. So the kids are they're holding the Chihuahua and I'm holding fucking emo and he's strong as hell. And he's the size of like a lab. So we're walking around, we're in the park and there's no one around. It's dark. And it's a big parking, you know, I'm like, you know what? I want to let this fucker go and let him just run like crazy around here. Hopefully he comes back to me. <laughs> but uh, I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? And I, and I wound up not doing it. And it was fucking great that I didn't. Because as we're walking around the park, when I get to the back of the park, I see two fucking figures, shapes moving, you know, in, in the background. 
I was like, what is that? And it's dark, you know, the street lights. And once I get close enough to make it out, still far enough away, though, to be safe, there's two skunks. And I'm like, holy shit. If I would have let him go, these skunks would have nailed him for sure. So I was like, great, dude. I dodged a bullet on that one. That would have been horrible. But wouldn't you believe, not even like four or five days later, I'm sitting in the, it's like Friday night. The kids just went to bed and my wife and I are sitting in the living room. The windows are open. And all I smell is the putrid fucking aroma of skunk seeping into the living room overwhelmingly. And it's like, oh, fuck. We closed the windows. Didn't matter, dude. It was in the house. Does that smell? Ugh. It was torture to the point where I just went to fucking bed. I couldn't handle it. Friday night was ended early because of that shit. Skunks, you won this round. But here's the deal. Now, the area I live in, it's not uncommon to have skunks, possums, raccoons, all that shit snooping around in my yard. Okay? Now, it hasn't been a problem until (laughs) recently. Because I'm guessing the skunks come in the yard... And they're not used to dogs being here. So, oh, oops. <laughs> you frightened me. Guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> Fucking spray the dogs. What, is the f- what are the odds? What are the odds? How ironic that a few days before, I just dodged that very scenario. And look what happens. In the own yard. The dogs get fucking skunked, I guess it's called. The, I'm, I, oh, man. The little chihuahua is the one that provoked it because she got it the worst. But, but, but Emo, he fucking got it too. And, and like an idiot, normally, oh, well, not really like an idiot. I just didn't want to go out there and, and deal with it. <laughs> oh, Jim, that's cruel. You left the dogs with that horrible stench for that many days. Yes, I'm ashamed to say it. I just didn't want to deal with it. And I was hoping it'd go away, but nope. And then I started reading up on it. And it says, if you don't clean your dogs, it could last for two years. Can you believe that? So, with my scientific background, <laughs> I was sure that you used tomato sauce to get, to get that, uh, that funk out, that smell out of, it, out of the dog. But I typed it, the, I got to my trusty uh, smartphone, typey-typey, clicky-clicky. And uh, it says, do not use tomato sauce. It says, save it for dinner time, folks. <laughs> because it's not very effective on your animals, and it will also stain their coats. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The last thing I want to do is stain his vibrant, lovely golden coat. The color of the gods. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do that. So what do I do? Now, I don't know if you know this, but it tells you to take one quart of hydrogen peroxide, like uh, a quarter, uh, wait, a quarter, is it cup? (laughs) Don't quote me on this. A quarter cup of baking soda and a tablespoon of like Dawn dish soap. You mix all that shit together in an open bowl because apparently if you mix it in a closed container, it'll explode. Oh boy. So you mix that up, and it's supposed to make like a paste, but fucking dumb me, you know, I didn't go to the store to get more baking soda. I didn't have enough, 
and I, I mixed it all together, and it was still very watery. But I took them out. I just rubbed the shit out of their coats for a long time, both of them, you know, by hand. And stupid me, I didn't wear a fucking glove. And the next day, my hands were all chewed up. <laughs> my skin was all peely in my palms. Oh, James, I know that's happened before. <laughs> How dare you? So after my intense scrubbing session, all right, of these dogs' coats, I didn't really smell skunk anymore. I rinsed them all off. Uh, but, but, you know... It didn't take the funk completely out because I did not have enough baking soda. It's my fault. But it did get the smell out pretty good. Okay? So, uh... Science! <laughs> but goddamn, I can't believe that shit, dude. The, the, oh, that, the smell. You know, it's... Come on, you know. And apparently, it's not a smell. It's like, a, it's like an oil. That skunk ass. And uh, that shit will... Oh, man. I think it says, you know, the same deal with your carpet. If it gets in your house, it's, you're fucked. You're fucked. So uh, there you go. Science. But isn't that ironic, dude? Right? My, my dogs get skunked in the fucking yard. <laughs> the other day we had some coons in the yard too. Raccoons, James? No, some black guys. Oh, my God. No, yes, some raccoons. There were three of them. A trio of coons. Anyway, I, I don't know why I brought that up. Anyway, guess where I just went this last weekend? Oh, was it the Electric Daisy Circus, James? <laughs> I don't think that's right, but no, that's not where I went. Where I went is Venice Beach, California. That's right, the birthplace of the doors. Hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? Five to one, baby, one to five. Uh... This is the end. Doom, doom, doom. Beautiful friend. Break on through to the other side. Hey! Come on! Sorry, that was my Jim Morrison. <laughs> Hold on, I think I, got, I think I got some more. Don't you love her, manly? Love me two times. I'm going away. Alright, I'm sorry. Uh... I love the Doors, by the way, just to put it out there. Fucking Doors. That band has such a unique sound. All right, now, I think you're either going to love them or you hate them. My wife doesn't like them. Oh, I don't believe it. I really can't believe it. I'm your back door, man! How do you not like that? <laughs> How do you not like the fucking Doors? I keep your eyes on the road, your hands upon the wheel. Going to the roadhouse, we're going to have a real a good time. Yeah. You want some more? I got some more. Hold on. Let me think of, uh, what's the other one here? Uh, uh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. <laughs> well, I've been down so goddamn long. I can keep going. I can keep on going. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, shit. Is that all I got? <laughs> oh. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces. Come on, come on, come on now. Touch me, babe. Uh, I think I'm done. I think I'm all tapped out. 
of the doors. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm done. <laughs> and that was the Jim Morrison medley. Stay tuned every week for a new medley. Next week is Phil Collins. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, the doors, dude. I fucking love them. That's not even the point of the story. The point is I'm with the Venice Beach. Let me tell you all about Venice Beach. All right. Now, I haven't been there for a long time. Okay. Long, long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in a singing mood. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me share with you my little adventure with the family to Venice Beach. First of all. Like I said, I haven't been there in a long time. I knew there were some uh, off-the-wall people there from my last visit, which was probably close to fucking 10 years ago. Honestly. But this place is crawling with fucking weirdos. Okay? I was blown away. I was walking around feeling like I do not belong <laughs> In that place. It's weird. I even told my wife. I'm like, do you feel weird being here? She goes, no, why? I was like, ah, look around. Everyone is... I just do not feel like I belong in this crowd. She's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of different people here. You know, why, what, what are you talking about? Everyone's different. Everyone's... No one's the same. I was like, ah, I don't know. Still. It was like a... Man. It was like a festival of weirdos. <laughs> And I got to tell you, I thought California beaches had the reputation, and I know, this from, I know this from personal experience, reputation of having beautiful people, and I'm talking about mostly women, folks, all right? Now, my experience this day at Venice Beach, there were a lot of ugly people, both men and women, ugly people. Now, I started thinking about it. Is it because Venice Beach attracts like the weirdos and, and the and the creeps? Is that why the hotties stay away? Because I didn't see too many good looking women. You know, I, I had my sunglasses on with the wife, so uh, it wouldn't be any caught. So, <laughs> and they were no they were no use. You know, what can I tell you? There was, as a matter of fact, we're walking by this uh, little like looks like a mini amphitheater type deal set up. And <clears throat> there was a group of women in, in bikinis and they're having a bikini contest and damn, they look pretty good. But I was with my wife and I'm like, hey, should we go check it out? You know, <laughs> trying to plant that seed. And she's like, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Man, if my wife was in there though, I for sure would have been a spectator. All right. So let me tell you uh, the variety of people that I saw that day. There was these huge, ripped, ripped, shredded black dudes at that weightlifting area. You know, they were like, I'm not kidding. It was like a zoo exhibit. People are standing around looking. Look, honey, look at the black men. <laughs> I've never seen one in the wild. Or <laughs> I've only, you know, whatever they say. I've never seen one close up before. Now, they were, they were huge and they were lifting the weights. And uh, they were doing the, uh, <clears throat> they were doing like the pull-ups. And then when you get your chin to the bar, then you push up on the bar and crazy shit. These guys are ridiculous shape. So we also saw uh, 
a bunch of people tagging on the beach. I don't know if this was legal or not. There's like a section. I think they allow you to just spray paint <laughs> these walls and these trees. These dudes are right there out in the open just spray painting the, the graffiti-covered walls and trees. And later I saw a cop walking around just patrolling. And I was like, wow, I guess, it's, I guess they allow it. Wild. And right next to that is like this skate park full of these little delinquents. <laughs> and a surprising amount of black dudes were skateboarding. Am I just out of the loop? I didn't think black guys skateboarded. I guess uh, they're breaking barriers left and right. Look at that. Barack Obama, you paved the way. And what else did I see? Uh, oh, then there were the dancers on the roller skates. There was a little section where they're playing like old uh, disco from the 80s. <laughs> and these dudes are on uh, roller skates doing all these dance moves. It was kind of hypnotic. I enjoyed watching that for a minute. And then, you know, there's like the, the, the circle of people putting on these shows. And then the funny thing is like when you, when you walk down this like swap meet type area with all these like little booth setups with the selling shit, uh, little shops and all that, there's um, this thing with a freak show. And there's a guy, this announcer, ladies and gentlemen, step right up to the freak show. That's right. Come right in. We got 60 different people. We got the wolf man. We've got the smallest man in the world. We got the ugly woman. What are the fuck they call and he's talking about all these different people they've got. He's like, 60 different creatures. <laughs> he's talking about human beings as creatures. Thought that was funny. And he's like, stop it up. The guy was a good hype man. I got I to gotta hand it to him. And people are going right after another, paying their five, $5, get you right in. 200 attractions, over 60 creatures. All this crazy shit. But I was like, man, I kind of wanted to go in there. But I also like, nah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a piece of shit. Probably. Plus, I seen the guy on on uh, the the Wolfman. I seen him on Guinness World Records. So, because that's that's what they're doing. Those brothers, how depressing. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> wow, that brought the show down to a halt. Ooh. Anyway, so at that swap meet area, I see these cool, cool skulls. I think the lady told me they're made out of acrylic. I don't know if that's true. And I don't, I don't know about uh, materials, so I'm going to take her word for it. Actually, I shouldn't because of what she told me, fucking gypsy. She's like, she was Mexican girl, our lady, older woman, and she's like, which one do you like? And I pointed at one, and uh, it's like one of the bigger ones, and she's like, that one is at $35. And I was like, oh, okay, and I was like, that's kind of a lot. And she's like, you can put a candle in the bottom. And then the light comes out of the eyeballs and a little holes in the face. And it looks really cool. And I know this lady sounds like the same lady from the campground. I only got one Mexican lady accent and that's the one. Okay, so relax. And so I was like, oh, that's really nice. So I found one that I liked a lot. Right. Really cool, dude. Like a Mexican style, like the sugar skull style. And it has all this paint on it. It's red with a bunch of black paint. These cool designs. And, uh. I was like, wow, I like it. And she goes, they're all handmade and I hand-painted all of them. And I go, wow, you really hand-painted all of these? And they, they were really fucking well done. Yes, that's right. I hand-painted all of them. And I was like, wow, you did a great job. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep walking around. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. This fucking lady, dude. I must have walked past five more booths that had the same <laughs> exact skulls. Slightly different designs, but come on, all these people are hand painting these fucking things? Get out of here. 
I know they're just going to like LA into this warehouse and buying a shitload of boxes, you know? I know that's what's happening. It's fucking broad. I I had paid it out of them. So I was like, wow, I really wanna I really wanna support this woman with this handmade product and this is great. And uh, you know, this is cool. I, I like I really love that the detail and the and the hand craftsmanship and all this shit. And uh you know, there was a cool looking skull. You know, I wanted I wanted to support local artists, but it turns out she's a full of shit. Fucking gypsy lady. Anyway, that was a little upsetting. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got on that. Let's just move on. Uh, speaking of not being very pleased with the unattractive people at the beach, something happened to me uh, yesterday. It was a surprise. Uh, it was a lovely surprise, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you about it. So, for work... I had to enter this person's yard. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I do for a living because it doesn't matter and it's none of your goddamn business. What matters is the content of the story. <laughs> so I knock on the person's door. This woman opens, all right? And she looks like, I, you know, she, it's obvious she just woke up. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and her eyes are all closed still. And, you know, I tell her my little thing. And, uh, you know, I tell her I have to get into the yard real quick. And if she she has a she has a dog, so she can put the dog away. She's like, okay, sure. Um, hold on a minute. And so I'm waiting. Door closes. Continue to wait. In less than a minute, the door pops open, <clears throat> and a woman comes out. Now it's not the same woman. This one is younger, and a lot better looking. And when she walks out, she kind of smiles at me, and I can immediately tell. And guys, you know what I'm talking about. She's uh, well endowed upstairs and she's not wearing a bra. All right. And she's wearing a loose shirt. And I was like, holy shit. Just like I said, a pleasant surprise. (laughs) And then she turns to close the door behind her. And when she turns, I realize she's got one of those shirts on. Like, uh, I don't know if women always wear them or guys, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm like an idiot. Maybe guys wear them to work out. Like they're like cut off sleeve, but the sleeves are cut all the way down, like really low. And so she's wearing that with no bra and she turns to close the door and I totally see a good amount of side boob action. And goddamn, it was exciting. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't see too many good looking people in the streets. And so when you get to see something like this, you know. You don't take it for granted. And so I was like, holy shit. And, you know, I got my shades on, thankfully. And then, uh, no, so she she walks by. She goes to uh, open the gate on the side. And she's trying to, like, push it open, but it's stuck. And every time she pushes on the gate, the shirt is hanging open. And more and more, like, boob is showing. And it's jiggling. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is hot. This is hot. This is hot. And I'm telling you, they were like full C's, okay? This this chick wasn't playing around. Now, and then she couldn't get the door open too good, so she turns and uses like her ass to bang it open. Ugh. So she turns, bangs the gate or the yeah, the gate open. And when she does that, with the jerk of her body, her shirt, like I totally saw her whole boob. Oh my lord. James, you're such a pervert. No, I'm not a pervert, I'm a guy same difference <laughs> yeah you're right i'm just saying i appreciated it okay i can appreciate 
the woman's form and I can appreciate when she shows me her form. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, while this is happening, I'm standing there watching the whole thing. I didn't notice this truck pulling up. <laughs> what I find out is it's her father. Busted, right? So he's like, can I ask you what you're doing? And I was like, uh-oh. So I tell him what I'm doing there. And then, you know, my story checks out. And he's like, oh, okay. All right, no big deal. So then the, the girl puts the dog away. And she comes out. And he's like, oh, he's like, you helped him out, huh? You, and she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, did he, oh, you, did he wake you up? And she's like, yeah, kind of. And she's walking. And, like, her fucking side of her shirt is just popping open. Dude, it's totally obvious. Her boobs are just, you know. I sound like a fucking little boy. Her boobs. <laughs> her boobs. Her tits. <laughs> that sounds pretty aggressive, huh? Her tits were like totally out there. It's obvious. They're not hidden at all. And I know this guy sees it. And I'm just thinking, God, what a failure as a father. How could he allow this? How could he allow this and stand for it? He didn't make any like like movements like, hey, what are you doing? Get in the house. You know what I mean? Put something else on. And how did the mom let her out like that? She's the one that told her to go get the dog. Okay? How? How are these good parents? I don't understand it. There's no fucking way. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. I would smack my kid. Get back in your room and put some clothes on. Put a turtleneck on. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, you know, his his failure is my success. So I, I, that's all I can take away from it. You know, you got to even out the good and the bad. So there you go. <laughs> and speaking of that, there's been something I've been wanting to talk about. This seems like an appropriate segue. Have you ever, I'm going to call it the female forward lean situation. James. What does that mean? It sounds complicated. Okay, let me simplify it for you. Now, let me first tell you a backstory. Of course. Hey, this is a talk show, okay? I'm sure they all listen for my fantastically told stories and narratives. <laughs> Whatever, James. Okay, so I worked at a hospital. Which hospital, James? USC? Nope. I worked at Loma Linda University Medical Center. That's a mouthful. That's right prestigious in the uh, cardiac department supposed uh, number one and nah, i'm gonna say that. i'm not gonna say that don't quote me on that shit they've got a great uh, cardiac department <laughs> whatever you call that so uh yeah i'm sorry so i used to work uh as a dispatcher or uh you know that is that's not what it sounds like you think it's people answering phones but no i used to be the dude i was like the backbone of the fucking hospital Right, I would take patients to get x-rays, take them back to the room, bring uh, bring the nurses and doctors new like IV bags, bring uh, all kinds of shit. Whatever you think of, that's what I did. Whatever you can think of need, that needed to be transported, like uh, blood samples, I would take them, you know, urine samples, I took all that shit. And I even had the, the vehicles and I would, I would drive to each uh, of the hospital, like the behavioral medicine that's like the fucking psych ward uh the kids hospital all this shit Ronald mcdonald house i was doing all of it then i got promoted to an exclusive 
with the cardiac cath lab. They do the uh, the angiograms. They check, you know. Is this interesting? This, yeah, it's got to be interesting. It's science. <laughs> so they get this catheter, you know, really skinny, really long, and they make an incision down in your groin. All right, and there's an, there's an artery there, and it, and it runs all the way to your heart, and they go all the way to the heart, and then uh, it curves down. Then they shoot this dye, and like they're filming it with the X-ray camera thingy. <laughs> and when they shoot the dye, it shoots through all the vessels and all the shit in your heart, and they can see where there's blockages. All right, this is called an angiogram, everybody. And then when they see the blockages, let me just you know let me just keep going with it. Let me, let me further explain it. When they see blockages in your heart, if they're not too bad, they uh, put another catheter up inside of you with a stent. It's a small cylindrical um, metal fucking meshy looking thing, and it keeps your artery open. But first, they put a they put a thing in there that they inflate, and it and it pushes all the shit in your arteries. It it pushes it up. Then they put that stent in there to keep your shit open and keep it running smooth. But if you're too if you're too far away, if you're too far out, and your and your arteries are fucked, that's when you gotta have the bypass. All right, quadruple, quintuple bypass. All right, you, uh, you get it. So, I was working exclusively for them. Boy, that was a tangent. <laughs> so anyway, they would send me to get the patients, and uh, I would just get patients and bring them into the, the the it was located inside the operating room. It shared the OR area, the same floor. So I would have to go through the OR. Pretty cool shit, man. But. A lot of the times, I'd just be waiting up where the nurses are for them to prep the patients and get them ready to send them on their way. So I'd be just hanging out. Now, all that buildup was for a reason. Nurses are by far, it seems, my experience, like the horniest women, okay? I would have to like, just hang out up there waiting for them to be done. And so there's a, there's a bunch of nurses at the nurse station. So I'd just be waiting and they'd be talking and flirting Seriously, like incredible amount of flirting and just like teases and, and uh, it's wild. And here's the thing. When you're in the room with them, they're getting the patients ready they're in there and they're prepping everything. They do a lot of bending over, bending forward. Okay. Now this is the female forward lean situation. <laughs> a lot of them would wear those like scrub tops and they have a big neck. And when they bend over, their shirt would will hang. And you could totally see a bunch of cleavage and boobage, all right? Now, me, as a young guy, I was a teenager working this job. 19, it was exciting times. <laughs> yes, I was a pervert. And yes, I saw many, many awesome views from the nurses bending over. Some of these nurses were young and hot as fuck, I'm telling you. I don't think their husbands give enough attention because they all seem like they're deprived. Oh boy. But anyways, <laughs> so that's one aspect. When the girls bend over, this is what I'm curious about. Have you noticed this? There are some women who won't let you get to see anything because when they bend over, they hold the top of their shirt. Okay. These are called good girls. <laughs> Have you noticed this? It's kind of like upsetting because it makes you feel like a pervert because they're holding their shirt because they don't want you to see anything. But at the same time, I applaud them because it's like, all right, 
You know, they're uh, respectful women. They're not. They're they're aware of what's going on. You know, they they care about themselves and don't want to be violated with your fucking creepy eyeballs. <laughs> I'm just curious, I guess, if you've noticed this. It's a it's a unique situation in life. And I, I don't know if the nurses knew what they were doing. I'm sure they did, though. They had to know. Yeah, they knew. Oh, they knew. <laughs> so look at your girlfriend. Look at your wife. Not at home, and that doesn't count. When you're out in public, just take note. When she bends over, does she hold her shirt? She's wearing kind of like a, you know, an open uh, big neck or a low cut. Does she hold her shirt when she bends over? That's the question. Because if not, a lot of dudes are eyeballing your girl's boobs. And are you okay with that? Are you mad enough to be okay with it? Because I sure am not. Okay, those boobs are mine, goddammit. You keep your eyes to yourself. <laughs> I just like filling these fucking these ideas into your mind if you don't already think them. Because stupid shit like this goes through my mind all the time. So I want you to be plagued like I am. So from now on, I, I think after you've heard this, it's always going to be on your mind. You see a girl bend over, you're going to try to look at the boobs. Or you're going to try to see is she holding her shirt. And you know what? If she does hold her shirt and you're around right in front of her, you probably should take offense because she's not into you. She's not allowing you to see what nature or a surgeon gave her. That's right. You're not worthy. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. Oh, speaking of science and the medical field, my phone is buzzing and my guest is here. That's right. We have a guest coming on. Uh, he is a doctor, a psychiatrist. Now, he, he somehow... I don't know where he heard about this fucking show, but he uh, somehow heard about it. He sent me an email, thedangerhour.yahoo.com, by the way. And he told me that he would like to come on and share some information with us. So let me stop it right here, and I'll be back with the doctor. All right, we're back. And uh, joining me now is psychiatrist Dr. Orion. Yes, thank you for having me and uh, that lovely intro. I really appreciate it. Okay, well, um, let me first ask you how you know about this goofy show, but more importantly, why you uh, contacted me to uh, do a guest spot. Well, I know uh, many different individuals. I, I am a psychiatrist, like you said, and uh, I do have uh, sessions with a vast amount of people and this show has come up a number of times with my with my mentally disturbed patients <laughs> is that so well i'm sorry no 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 it, it, it's quite fine um it's it's my line of work it's what i do but the thing i wanted to come on this show for is because is it is it true that you rather indulge in in the nerd aspect of life uh, yeah, we, we are pro-nerdcore. We do have various nerd shows and whatnot. Yes, that's true. Okay, great. Well, I've, I've recently stumbled upon some very, very titillating uh, findings. If if you are interested in, in hearing them, I, I can play them for you. Okay, I am actually intrigued. What interesting information are you referring to? Um, I recently acquired uh, recordings of... Um, Let's just call them superheroes. Wait, what are you talking about? Well, you know how there's like the plastic surgeons to the celebrities. I'm sort of like 
the psychiatrist for superheroes. No shit. Uh, so they actually come to you with their problems? That's that's correct. Yes. Wow. And wait, wait, wait. What are you what are you gonna play for us? What they don't know, James, is that I secretly record our sessions. <laughs> wait, isn't this breaking some kind of doctor-patient confidentiality? Oh, absolutely. But why are you gonna do that? Because I think it's funny, and that people will get a kick out of hearing it. All right. Uh, I'll go with it. <laughs> Let's hear the setup. Okay, well, I, I'm i telling you, these are a number of files that I have, as I said, recorded secretly. And I call them all part of the psychophiles. <laughs> what? The psychophiles? Why do you call it that? Because I am a psychiatrist and because my name is Orion. So, uh, psycho. That's kind of a terrible name. It makes it sound like a villain. Does it now? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me like that, but... Okay, so what do you got? This is one of the files, and uh, I will play it for you right now. Featuring Batman. Well, Batman. I'm dying to hear this one. All right, take it away. Let me uh, plug it in here. Here we go. All right, it's 2.30 a.m. I do not know why you insist on meeting at this hour. Because I only go out at night. All right, and um, will you please state your name for the record? Why are you recording this? No, no. I'm not recording this, I just, as a formality. All right. I'm Batman. Very impressive. Now, Batman, why are you here? Because of my anger and my darkness. Okay. I, I, I find that with these types of feelings, they stem back to the childhood. Uh, how was your childhood? It was horrible. And what made your childhood so horrible? My parents. Were your parents neglectful? You can say that. And what do you feel is the reason your parents were so neglectful? Because they're dead! Oh, my, my. I apologize. A about what time in your life did your parents pass away? When I was just a small boy. Tell me something, Batman. Have you seen the film Maleficent? No, I don't go to the theater. So I'm guessing you are Bruce Wayne? I... I no! I I'm not him! I'm... Bruce, you can stop. You can stop now. How, how did you know? Well, it's quite simple. You're just telling me Bruce Wayne's story. His parents died when he was a young boy, and you don't like going to theater anymore. It's it's quite simple. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Bruce. Say it. I'm sick of wearing this mask. So take off the mask, Bruce. Let me see your real face. I meant that metaphorically. What mask are you talking about, Bruce? I can't be myself, so I gotta put on this tough guy persona. And I'm kinda tired of it. Bruce, why do you keep talking like that? Because I'm Batman. But Bruce, you are in a room of trust. The first step towards healing is allowing you to be free to be you. Now Bruce, take off the mask. But... I don't wanna... Bruce. Take off the mask. All right. Now, doesn't that feel better, Bruce? Look at you. Such a handsome man. <sighs> I guess. Bruce, you can stop with the voice. But I'm Batman. Yes, I know. But not anymore. Now, you're just Bruce Wayne. Be yourself, Bruce. 
allow your guards to come down. Let me hear your real voice. Uh, I, I don't know. Bruce, release the tension. Allow yourself to hear, Bruce. Uh, oh, it just, it just, it's so hard. You're nearly there, Bruce. Keep trying. But I just, oh, fuck it. Here I am. This is me. Oh, it feels so great. Bruce, are you saying this is your normal voice? Yes. Oh, it feels so good just to bring the walls down. Oh, thank you, doctor. Bruce, wait a minute. I think you have some explaining to do. The listeners, I mean, I would like to know why you've been hiding this for so long. Isn't it obvious? I live with an older man, my best friend is a young twink, and I like to wear black spandex. Well, now that you mention it, it doesn't make quite a lot of sense. Obviously. Oh, It's quite alright, Bruce. I have the solution to your problem. Oh my god, what is it? First, the loss of your parents, as tragic as it may be. You have Alfred to take their place, so treasure him as a father. Learn from him. Spend quality time with him as much as you can. He is the closest thing you have ever had. And you must never take that for granted. Oh, you're right. You're so right. When it comes to your young twink friend, you must share your true feelings. There's nothing worse in life than holding your feelings in. Let them out. I'm sure he will feel the same way as you. And you can move on in a loving, committed relationship. There you have it. You'll have love with your twink friend, you'll have your father figure in Alfred, and you can keep fighting crime and fulfill that side of you also. It's the perfect plan. Oh my god. I can't believe just one session solved everything. Yes, I'm surprised myself coming from a super genius strategist slash ninja. Um, but anywho, the main thing is that you can start the healing process and have a better life, Bruce. Stop calling me Bruce! Call me Brucey! Alright, Brucey. It's time to start your life. Oh, thank you, Dr. Orion. You changed everything. Alright now, Brucey. Go out there and fight some more crime, will you? Yes, I will. Now put your mask back on. Now you go get them. I will. And Batman, one more thing. Yes? You love Dick, don't you? Excuse me? Dick Grayson. <laughs> okay. So long, Brucey. It's not Brucey right now. It's Batman. Holy shit! I thought you might like that. That, <laughs> that does make a whole lot of sense. Wow, Dr. Orion, thank you for stopping by and for that little gem. I really appreciate it. Uh, no problem, James. Absolutely. I know it breaks every ethical and moral <laughs> standard of all time, but hey, I'll be happy to have you come back and share some more whenever you'd like. That's no problem. I will be back with the Psychophiles. The Psychophiles. There he goes. Dr. Orion. <laughs> Why does every revelation on the show turn out to be gay? The world may never know. All right, let's start closing it up now with... I fancy that... It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's... I fancy that. Fancy, fancy. All right. Fancy times, everybody.
Here we go. I fancy someone that bring. Let me. I gotta set this up. <laughs> the job I got. Every time someone gets promoted or uh, they get a new position and they leave our little group, they have to. It's like a, a tradition where they bring some kind of spread of food, either like donuts. Uh, some dude brought um, a bunch of ingredients to make your own breakfast burritos. Some people bring. <clears throat> I don't really condone this one, but some people bring like the McDonald's sandwiches. Uh, yeah, you know, some people bring good stuff. So the other day, it was in the morning. I was hungry. I was like, fuck, I hardly have any food today. You know, I just didn't get a chance to go to the store. Didn't have enough stocked up. It's like, God damn it. So I go in and lo and behold, what I fancy is when someone's leaving and they bring some awesome food. And this time it happened to be tamales. Tamales, James? No, not Tamales. Tamales. Oh, tamales. Not tamales. Tamales. Whatever, James. Whatever. Oh, they were fucking good. Oh, boy. They were chicken with that green sauce. Delicious. Took two of them. And, uh, God, they hit the spot. Oh. So how can you beat that? Especially when you're going hungry, you know? And someone brings in food like that. So. And the guy that happened to be leaving has been, uh, Ah, should I shit on him after he brought in those that good food? I'll just say that he, I've talked about him before, and he's the Boy Scout. He's annoying. Not many people like him, but we sure all did enjoy his tamales. <laughs> ah, that was a quick one. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, when people bring in food, and it's a surprise, and it's a nice surprise, I fancy that. Oh, you know what? I got one more. What the hell? I'll give you two. Uh, I fancy also when you have something to look forward to in the weekend coming up, you know, kind of sucks when you're just like, you know, Oh, it's Friday. I got nothing to do. Saturday. I got nothing to do. <laughs> so it's great when you have something to look forward to. James, do you have an example? I sure do. My sister's actually on her way. My dad works graveyard. He passes through this area. He's going to drop her off. Tomorrow we're going to the uh, A Violet Sun show. And then uh, the next day, or mm, Saturday, we're going camping. Oh, boy. Look at that. Fancy times. So, there you go. Two of them. The first one was bringing in someone that brings in some free awesome food. And it's a big surprise. And you're hungry. And the second one is having something to look forward to on the weekend. Aww. So uh, I'll, t I'll tell you guys about my camping experience <laughs> next time. <laughs> okay. Both those things. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fucky moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's the fucking moment. Oh, here we go. I got two. No, I don't. I got one. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you to this dickhead named Luis Suarez, if I said his name right. I just found out about this guy today. Never knew about him at all. Apparently, he's a soccer player, football, and he's a uh, place for the team Liverpool. I had to look that up. But my sister-in-law today posted a video, and this dickhead, like, he just is, like, the worst fucking player 
it seems like of all time. Like he just takes these cheap shots. He's a total piece of shit. All right. He's running up to a guy, not even with the ball. And he'll just jump and kick him with his cleats or fucking deck him. He even bites people. Total scumbag. I fucking hate guys like that, dude. Guys that purposely, like at UFC, they purposely break your fucking leg or something. You know, your arm on purpose. Guys that take the those cheap-ass career-ending shots in football. Whatever it may be. This guy's the same type of piece of shit. I think it's even worse. On some level, he's throwing himself into them. Just fucking punching some people. And, uh... Oh, it's a mess, dude. I, and I heard, I don't know if it's true, that soccer only has one ref. So if he doesn't see it, then you can get away with a lot more. That's why these dickheads are always uh, throwing themselves on the floor. And being big actors, they can get more more penalties. But goddamn, the videos I've seen of this dickhead. I'll try to remember to post it on the uh, Danger Hour webpage. That's facebook.com slash the Danger Hour. Free entertainment galore! And while you're at it, Instagram at the Danger Hour. Twitter at the Danger Hour. So much options, it's not even funny. Well, hopefully it's funny. That's why you look at it, but uh, you know. So yeah, this guy's a, a, a great A. Top of the line, dickhead. All right, I don't like that shit. Unsportsmanlike. Come on, dude. It's one thing. <clears throat> it's one thing to talk shit. You know that's expected. Uh, it's it's another thing to get physical and try to fucking hurt somebody. That's where I draw the line. I don't appreciate that shit. Not one bit. So uh, I think the guy should be fucking murdered. Maybe, maybe suspended from the league. I don't know. Oh, and the top of it, I think he's racist. There's a, uh, there's videos involved. There's like a whole like, like a montage of all the stupid bullshit he's done. Like you know, at the end of the at the end of the game where like you shake hands, he'll be shaking people's hands or like you know sm- smacking high fives and shit. And once the black guys come, he'll just totally like pass them up. <laughs> what a dick! I'm not laughing. Okay, I'm not supporting the guy with my laughter. I'm supporting it because it's so fucked up, and I can't believe he does it. God. This guy really should. We don't need him. All right? And some people like dig it. Oh, man, he's so funny. He's so crazy. He's so cool, man. No, 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 no. No. There's a line. And he crosses it. It's way back there. So fuck that guy. One more time. Fuck that guy. Hey, I'll do it three more times. Fuck that guy. And hey, you, Luis. Yeah, you, Luis Suarez. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh. All right, that's going to do it. Man, side boobs, skunks, and freaks. This one had it all, I think. <laughs> if there wasn't something this one for you, then uh, I can't help you. Once again, the danger hour at yahoo.com. I'm accepting all of your donations for my science project. All right, my research and my experimentation. We'll get to the bottom of all of it, okay? Your money's in good hands, folks. I won't go down and get some uh, massages. I won't do that. Okay, I won't. I won't use your money to buy an acrylic skull that you can put a candle into. I won't do that either. I will use it for science. Okay, I'll get. I'll get some answers. I'll get some results. All right. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. Post credits for something special. That's right. Okay, dickheads. I'll see you next time. Remember, stay tuned for the post credits. <laughs> and as always. Stay dangerous, my friends. Later.
It's now time for SS. I'm your host, Jörgen Reinhold Steffenwolfen. The SS is not Nazi-affiliated. It means secret song. I will now play you the secret song, and you will love it. Or else... Ich bin Schnappi, das kleine Krokodil. Komm aus Ägypten, das liegt direkt an mir. This has been SS with your host, Jarkin Reinhold Steppenwolfen. You're welcome.